Howdy, howdy, friends, and welcome to episode 56 of Running with Sam and Dave. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 14, and last time uh, we hit the first, uh, what, 16, 15, 15 verses or so, and we read about Jonathan and his armor bearer going up and uh, taking on a Philistine garrison by themselves. Meanwhile, uh, his father Saul and the religious leaders of the time are sitting under a tree, uh, not doing much. So we'll pick it up where Jonathan has climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer and the men are just falling before him. And as, um, as they fall down before him, you know, or as they, you know, as he's injuring and wounding them, his armor bearer is finishing them off. And in verse 14, it says, the first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made, was about 20 men within half an acre of land. And there was trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and the raiders also trembled, and the earth quaked, so that it was a very great trembling. Now the watchmen of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and there was the multitude melting away, and they went here and there. And Saul said to the people who were with him, Now call on the roll and see who has gone from us. And when they had called the roll, surprisingly, Jonathan and his armor bearer were not there. So from a distance, the people start to see the Philistine army, uh, this garrison melting away. And they, they uh, this is obviously intriguing to them. And Saul says, who, who, Who's up there fighting them? take a roll call. They take a roll call and he realizes that Jonathan and his armor bearer are not there. So Saul says to Abai or Ahijah, bring the ark of God here. For at that time, the ark of God was with the children of Israel. Verse 19. Now it happened while Saul talked to the priest that the noise, which was at the camp of the Philistines continued to increase. So Saul saw, said to the priest, withdraw your hand. In other words, he says, okay, just stop. We're, we're going. Then Saul and all the people who were with him assembled and they were, went to battle. And indeed, every man's sword was against his neighbor. And there was a very great confusion. So this is a little strange the way it's, it's written, but basically what's happening is Saul gathers the men who are with him and they go up for battle. And there's great confusion that goes upon the, the Philistine garrison where they start fighting, you know, against each other. They start hurting. And this, this is something you see oftentimes uh, in, in the Bible when, when God intervenes on behalf of Israel is that the enemy turns on themselves. So there's, there's, some, there's some things I wanted to point out in this portion. And, and uh, one of the things that I did today, I, I don't always do this, but I did this today. I opened up my, my old school Bible, a Bible that I've had for, oh, probably almost 30 years now. And... Um, I have lots of notes and things that I've written in it over the years. Some books of the Bible, I have lots of notes. Other ones, I don't have much. And I also have a, uh, a tablet that I use for uh, reading different Bible versions. And in my older age, with my eyesight, not what it used to be, the tablet's nice because I can make the print bigger. And my old Bible, um, it's very small. And my writing in it is also very small. But I wrote some things in this little verse, and I, I'm... I don't know where these came from. I didn't make a note of if I heard them in a sermon, if I came up with them myself, 
I have no idea where these came from, but uh, just some, some thoughts about what happens here. So I'm going to keep going here. And so Saul and his men joined the battle. They're the ones that were, were holdouts. You know, they were, they were sitting under the tree while Jonathan and his armor bearer said, let's go. It says, moreover, the Hebrews who were with the Philistines before that time, who went up with them into the camp from the surrounding country, they also joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. So there are Israelites who are living amongst the Philistines, right? These, these in my Bible, it says, the first group it said were the holdouts. It says these were the sellouts. These were those that were just living right there amongst the enemy. And then it says, likewise, all the men of Israel who had hidden in the mountains of Ephraim, when they heard the Philistines fled, they also followed hard after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle shifted to beth Aven. And so my Bible says that those, what I've written in the, the margin, it says those were the, uh, the hideouts. So the first ones were the holdouts, the sellouts, and then the hideouts. And, and so... When I read this stuff, there's one of the things I always try to do, and um, I don't think this is necessary, but I try to do this anyway, is offer some sort of application to our lives, right? God's word is always applicable. Now, sometimes we don't necessarily see how, you know, how a specific verse or passage might apply to us, but I think what we see here is this, that Jonathan and his armor bearer didn't wait around for everybody else. And I talked about this last time that they didn't wait around for the religious leaders and the, the political leaders to get their acting gear. They just went and acted upon what they believed God would have them do. And they're so in other words, their obedience wasn't dependent upon everyone else's obedience. Now they also show great boldness. And I think we see a, an amazing side effect of boldness here that we we see in other places in the Bible. You see this in uh, in the the, uh, the story of Gideon, where uh, Gideon and his three hundred men take on um, their take on their enemies, and when they do, the the rest of Israel, when they see the victory that that uh, Gideon and his men have, the rest of Israel joins in, and I think that's exactly what we see here when when they see like we're winning they join in and the more that join in the more on the the outskirts the fringes the more that join in the more that say well something's happening here they join in the boldness the bravery of the initial guy rubs off on the rest now i've seen this happen in my life uh, a few times uh, the first time i remember really seeing this i was at a uh, i was working at summer camp and it was 4th of july and we didn't have very many kids. I believe 4th of July that year was on uh, a Saturday night. And so we didn't have very many kids in camp. And so we gathered up the kids we had and we put them in the back of a couple pickup trucks because um, this was back when you could put kids in the back of pickup trucks. And we we all drove over to the little town uh, nearby and we parked in a parking lot of a grocery store. Now, there were a lot of people parked in this parking lot because um, they launched the uh, fireworks off right behind the grocery store at a big park. And so we parked at the grocery store. Um, we gave all the kids a dollar to go buy some snacks, which at the time was not enough money to really buy snacks, maybe a candy bar or something. And, and I remember it being so funny because the kids came out and, and there was probably 20 of them. They came out with all kinds of food. They came out with 
they'd gone in and rather than just everybody buying their own thing, they pitched in and they bought like a rotisserie chicken and they bought uh, two liter bottles of soda and they bought some cups and they had all this stuff um, that they bought with their whatever it was, $20 total that they had. And I was so impressed with them. And so we're sitting around and it's not dark, right? We're just sitting around waiting for it to get dark and the fireworks to start. And I remember saying to the kids like, hey, you guys should sing some camp songs. And they were like, yeah, you should sing some camp songs. And I said, well, go ahead. Somebody, you know, somebody start it. Well, nobody would start it. And I was like, come on, you guys sing some camp songs. Nobody wanted to sing any camp songs. And finally, I was like, uh, I think I'm going to have to do it, you know. And uh, and so I just started singing camp songs. And the kids joined in. And when we finished one camp song, we went into another one. And eventually, kids started recommending, what about this one? And then we'd sing that one. And we'd sing that one. The fireworks started going off. The kids didn't stop. They just kept singing all the way through the uh the fireworks and everything. And when we were done, we were pulling out and people were coming up to us, like in their cars, rolling down their windows or walking up to us. And at first I was like, Oh no, we, we ruined everybody's fireworks because our kids were singing so loud through all of it. But that's not what happened. Just people came up and were like, Hey, we just wanted to say that that was so cool. We just enjoyed your singing and your enthusiasm and your, you know, you guys were, it was so much fun. What are you? Are you a, you know, are you a drama group or whatever, you know? And, and so we got to tell them about our camp and, and the, you know, and the kids, they were kind of, you know, feeling very, uh, I think maybe, I guess, proud of themselves. You know, they, they had a little boost from all of the compliments and, um, and all, all that, because I took that chance to be a little bit bold and to say, this might be embarrassing. What if none of the kids join in? What if none of the kids join in? You know, another time uh, I took my kids to my youth group kids when I was a youth pastor, took them to a conference called dare to share where they learned how to share the gospel. They learned um, the gospel as an acronym, uh, the G G being God created us to be with him. Oh, our sins have, separated us from God. S, sins can't be removed by good deeds. P, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. E, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ has eternal life. L, life that's eternal starts now and lasts forever. And so they learned that and we learned how to share it and they practiced. And then they sent us out into neighborhoods to collect canned goods for the, uh, for the Denver rescue mission. And we were supposed to knock on doors and ask people, you know, tell people who we were and what we were doing. And then once they gave us some food, we were supposed to do our best to start a conversation with them. And I remember uh, we had a little meeting, like with the all the leaders that were at the conference were called into a special meeting. And one of the things that the guy that was running the conference said to us, he said, you know, you're going to go out door to door and do this stuff. And I just want to warn you ahead of time, you're going to have to go first. And so we got to the neighborhood, we divided our team into three groups with our three leaders and, and split up and we went to the first door and all my kids are like scared to death. Right. And I'm, I'm not one that loves starting up conversations with people I don't know. Um, but we knocked on the door and I didn't want to, didn't feel like it wasn't comfortable, but did it anyway. 
And then we went to the next door and I never did it again because the kids took off. They just did it. And when we went back year after year and did the same program, the kids that were there the year before would do it to the point where they even told me like, don't come to the door with us. You're too scary. People will talk to kids. They don't want to talk to you. So I would just stand on the curb and watch them go. Uh, but it was a Jonathan-like role. I hate being the hero in my story, but a couple of times where I actually did it, you know, took that role, that that step to be bold, to open my mouth and 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 saw how it rubbed off on those with me and how it rubbed off from them onto others as well. And so there's this great lesson, I think, in this about not waiting for others to be faithful, not waiting for others to make the move you think needs to be made, but just saying, all right, Lord, I believe this is what you have me do. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out in faith and I'm going to do it. And then watching and seeing God work and watching those maybe who scoffed, maybe those who showed no interest, maybe those who said they, they weren't really behind it, get on board when they see the Lord working through you. So I don't know what it is in your life. I don't know what God's been laying upon your heart, but don't wait for somebody else to do it. Don't wait for the pastor. Don't wait for your church. Just when the Lord says, go, go. And watch the hideouts, the holdouts, and the sellouts come out and join in. God bless you. Talk to you next time.